Greetings. This is Arvette McLean of Speak the Universe Listens. into the bigness of you. Greetings, and welcome to today's episode of Speak the Universe Listens. And today's topic is overcoming the fear factor I have Stephen joining me hey. and Tehran. Hey. Hey, hey guys. <laughs> okay, so overcoming the fear factor. I feel like um, fear is one of those big ticket items. Like if we're afraid, it just like paralyzes us, stops us dead in our tracks so many times. And a lot of times, I know for myself anyway, I have just avoided the whole, like if it's something that I'm afraid of, I don't even admit it. I just be like, I don't want to do that. I've been there. Yeah, so, um, but for all, the majority of my life, I've just been afraid of every single thing, like things that people wouldn't even think to be afraid of. And so I've had to learn how to, first I learned how to be courageous, meaning that I felt the fear and I just pushed my way through it anyway. But now I'm moving to a point in my life where I'm being fearless, which is such a great place to be in. But before we get there, I wanted to talk a little bit about how you guys have, um, where you felt fear in your life and how you have typically overcome it. Well, um, for me, I could say um, when it came to like my just transformation in life as to where what I believe in that works for me, my uh, my journey. Um, knowing that a lot of people wasn't going to agree with what I believe and um, the things that I was talking about. And I was scared about it because I felt comfortable with it, but the biggest thing about it was sharing it with other people. Mm -hmm. It was like, I was worried about what they were gonna say, they gonna look at me crazy, you know. and. Um, I got to a point as to where uh, it took me a while, but I had to realize I had to stand in my own power and be comfortable with it. And I think that was the biggest thing was uh, being comfortable with being, you know, being me. <laughs> and so uh, when I got to that point, um, I realized that there was a few people that sort of shy, shy away from me. Then I had a few people, they were like, okay, that's interesting. Don't understand you a little bit, but and um, for those people, um, they made me feel a little bit more comfortable. Mm -hmm. And the people that sort of uh, walked, you know, walked away, I don't really converse with them anymore. 
they came back. <laughs> they, they, they came back. But the biggest thing that made me just wanted to uh, become just like fearless was just knowing that I wanted to be my authentic self. Mm -hmm. And that's something that, you know, I came to realize this is me. So if this is me, then it should be nothing that I need to be scared of, <laughs> you know, just standing in your power. Okay. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, so for me, fear has always been interesting. I always saw it one of two ways. So growing up, I always processed fear as everything I was afraid of. And so the things I was afraid of weren't quite things that were like fears of mine. So I'd be afraid of roaches and things like that. I might be afraid of a roller coaster, but I'm not fearing it. As I started to grow, I started to realize the things that I feared were more so internal. So it was things like a, well, I'm fearing that I might not reach the success that I'm putting the pressure on myself to reach or I'm fearing how I might feel in this certain situation. And the way that I learned to work through it was, well, for the first one, the fear of um, the success, the, the pressure that I was putting on myself was, all right, well, why are you seeing it as pressure? One, if it's just the life that you're choosing to live. So nothing that I was doing by choice should have been something that was scaring me. Because if it was my choice to do it, then I should easily be able to work through it, which I was always able to work through it. And it was always a fear of failing but then you would look back and go, well, what is failure? And so once you start redefining things, fear starts to go in. It's like, all right, well, maybe it's not fear, but maybe it's more like a, I guess, lack of education on how to do something in the moment. It's probably usually what most of my fear is. Well, that's a good point that you just made because a lot of times we're afraid because we don't know. Right. And like I always say, you never know until you know. <laughs> like everybody didn't know at some point. And so the whole thing is to just, like you say, just educate yourself, just find out how do you do it. And so a lot of times, you know, we don't even think that if we just, a lot of times it's just this much information <laughs> will get you over that threshold of how to do this. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that fully too, because I can think of plenty of projects that, or plenty of like projects and things that it might have been something as simple as, all right, I just need to watch this one video and I'll understand it perfectly. But I'd be like, ah, man, it looks like a whole completely different language to me. Like, I never want to do it because I, I just can't process it. It looks like a whole different language. Yeah. But it's like, what well, only looks like a different language because right now it is. But if you were to practice it, it would begin to be like something that you were native in. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I started doing. Um, I started turning fear into like challenges. So it might be out of necessity, I might challenge myself to do something because I need to do it, or usually because um, I want to like advance something forward like as a group. And so I never want to hold a group back, and so I'll always be willing to take that next step and work through a fear, work past the fear, and learn a little more because it's like, all right, well, I can also use this for myself and teach others too. Because all of us may be afraid of the same thing, but if I say, hey, well, I did this, so now I can come back and show you how to do it, now I'm moving a whole group of people that are afraid of one thing onto the thing, same thing together. Coming fearless. <laughs> and, and that reminds me too, like, um, as you say, moving with a group. You almost sound like you're moving as an individual, but bringing a group forward. But I think a lot of times when you do have a group and like you're assigned a certain mm -hmm. thing that you don't know how to do, but you don't want to disappoint the group, mm -hmm. so you find out how to do it <laughs> or whatever. So that goes into really like the power of a group helping you through stuff. But I want to actually, you say you differentiated between being afraid and being fearful. So what's your... Um, so 
the way I differentiate the word, things I was afraid of are things that I can logically overcome. Like, all right, I might be afraid of a roach, but I can logically look and say, all right, this roach is at least 20 times smaller than me, so I don't have to be afraid of the roach. Or I might look at a roller coaster and go, oh man, I'm afraid of the roller coaster. But I can watch the first 10 times go, and it's like, all right, look, if ain't nothing wrong, ain't nothing go wrong on the first 10 times, I just remove the thought that something could go wrong on the 11th. But like fear is like those things that you can't quite easily see the next step on. So like a fear of, the fear of failure, like the fear of, oh, I don't want to fail. Well, that's a little harder to like differentiate because what does success look like first? So now you have to redefine the question everything that you're looking at. Like, all right, well, if I'm afraid to fail, then what is the alternative? And that's when I usually find, well, I don't know what the alternative look like. So once I start picturing that, then it becomes easier. I say um, the biggest thing uh, with fear is just like for me and my experience was learning um, how to just do. And um, my biggest thing, my challenge I had was starting something and not finishing it because it was like I have a billion and one excuses in my head as to why I can't finish it. And it sort of, it was like more fear of accomplishing what it is that I started. The biggest setback was my environment. So like, for instance, trying to be a vegan, okay? None of my friends are vegans. Oh, everybody eat meat, and here I am, I'm trying. <laughs> so I put myself in this environment, and now I'm in this environment with my friends, and everybody's eating this nice piece of fried chicken, <laughs> these potato wedgies, and I'm over here with this salad looking sad. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. All of a sudden, let me go ahead and get one of those chicken wings. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I would say um, I had to learn how to, you know, correct my environment, um, not being scared to change it in order to make those uh, necessary changes that I wanted to make for myself. It was difficult. Um, I was scared to do it because I think more so I didn't want to leave the old me. I still wanted to keep that, but I had to realize I can't hold on to it, so <laughs> I gotta let it go <laughs> in order for me to move forward and be fearless. So how did you describe fearless? Fearless, um, for me, just uh, being unapologetic, you know, just being you with no, you know, with no excuses, no regrets at all. So I think a lot of people, um, they, they are scared to just be themselves because it's the judgment of society. And you have so many people looking at you or um, have an expectation set for you and they don't want to disappoint people. Um, maybe family, you know, friends. And so holding on to that expectation is like, dang. And they sort of in a shell. So imagine coming out of that shell, you're not worried about what other people think. You just unapologetically you. It's like, okay, I'm fearless. <laughs> I feel good. So the, so I understand that being unapologetically you is overcoming a fear of being judged by society. 
But when you're unapologetically you, does that mean that you don't have fear? I'm not gonna say that you don't have fear. I'm not, I'm not gonna say that you don't have fear because I still have fear. You know, even though now I'm in the process of being fearless, but it's still times as to where I have things that I'm scared of, mm-hmm. and so it's just more of I know that I'm scared of it, but I'm still gonna push forward. So um, I would say yeah, I still have fear. Yeah, I still have. Fear. Yeah, so what you said in terms of pushing through, like to me, I call that being courageous. And that's something that I've been in my life, very courageous, because I'm, like I said, typically afraid of every single thing. I, if I were to even tell y'all the stuff that, uh, that I'm afraid of, it'd be like, what? <laughs> but instead of, you know, dwelling on it, I would just force myself to do things, just push through. And um, I guess I have a little bit of an adventurous, I guess, spirit because like I do all kinds of stuff that people are like, no, what, what made you do that? Like, yeah. I would have never tried <laughs> try to do anything like that. So I do do stuff where people would look at me and think, okay, you don't have a lot of fears. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, it's just that I've been courageous. And um, do you have you experienced a difference between being fearless and being courageous? Um, I think yeah, in certain situations. I think um, in situations like okay, the one that I keep bringing up as an example is the fear of failure. Well, that was one that I had just recently like become fearless on because it was like a I like I don't want to sound like bad when I say it, but I started realizing it was non-existent. <laughs> it was like all right, like I'm afraid to fail, but it's like. Well, what is it? <laughs> like, it was like, I stopped fearing it because it was like, I can't fear what doesn't exist. So it was more so like a, I just stopped creating it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess in that aspect, I became fearless, but, you know, still ain't shaking that roots one day. <laughs> so, I, I, so it's up and down for me. Right, right. So you often hear people say that fear, F-E-A-R, stands for false evidence appearing real. And so a lot of times when um, I used to hear people say that, I'd be like, okay, so it's false and it appears real, but it's, I'm still scared. Right. And so but what I've learned is to actually, uh, Stephen had mentioned like stepping into his power or whatever. And that's kind of what I've learned is that we can step into our power, which we forget. Mm-hmm. We forget, we always, um, especially at times of stress, we contract. And when we contract, we're putting ourselves into our limited, our most limited self into our human form. But when we expand, more possibilities open up to us. And so stepping into our power is an expansion. And what I learned is just the whole concept of pouring love onto things. And so when I pour love onto things, then that false evidence that appears real, it disappears. And so if I can remember in the moment, okay, this thing that I'm like initially were like, oh. <laughs> if I can flow my love to it, it will make the fear disappear. So um, I, I wish Scott was here to kind of explain, because I love the way he explains how um, fear is the absence of love or fear is the opposite of love. 
And so, of course, a lot of times when people say stuff like that, it, it's, you know, you can hear it, but you're still it's scared. Still, yeah. <laughs> it ain't changing how you feel. It's not changing how you feel. But literally, I would take the time to pour my love onto something. And so, um, one of my biggest fears, like probably my biggest fear, is, was, was, is, um, talking to people. And so, oh my gosh, to have to go to a party, oh my goodness, oh. <laughs> and you know, like my husband, oh he, oh he loves parties. <laughs> he loves the party, or whatever, and I'm the opposite, and I'm just like, now why, why would anybody want to come to a party? Like I don't understand, you know, but because that's my fear. My fear is talking to people. And so, um, what I realized was when I was um, thinking about, okay, now I gotta go and talk to these people, my attention was on me mm -hmm. and me being afraid and me not knowing what to say because let me tell you, you can talk to me until you blue, but if it's time for me to have to say something, <laughs> my brain freezes. Like I literally don't know what to say. Like I can't think of a single thing to say. <laughs> So it's fine. You can talk to me all day long, and as long as I can say, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, we're good. But if you ask me a question, <laughs> yeah, I don't know my name. <laughs> my husband. <laughs> um, <laughs> like literally. So, but what I, um, what I, again, what I learned was that I was focusing on me, and so when I turned that energy back to the people and focused on loving them and showing up in my my purest form of love it changed the game right mm -hmm. and so i'm so focused on sending you as much loving energy as i can and so people respond automatically to love yeah. like they don't even know that that's what's happening right now but it's like when you send something love it changes like in an instant um, so it's the lack of judgment, you know, it's, you no longer looking at this person and like, okay, um, you know, I like that shirt and, you know, they got a nice smile. Like you're not even looking at them in that way. It's more like, you know, you're, you're showing up from in a place of love from your higher self and you're communing with them from that same space and they can feel that even though they don't know that's what's going on. And so when you turn that energy around, everything, the, it reflects back to you. And so, for example, when I would, you know, I used to do triathlons, but some kind of way I became afraid of water. I don't know how that happened, but I'm not, not afraid, but when I would get into the pool, I all of a sudden just started panicking. Wow. Oh, you know, and I'm just like, what is this feeling? You know, and so then I remember, send the water love. And so as I'm doing my strokes, I'm like telling this water how much I love it. You know, thinking about, oh, the coolness of water, the, the cleanliness. You know, I'm just starting to think of all the, just like appreciating the water while I'm in the process. And when you're sending out that gratitude, that love, that appreciation, that anxiety just falls away. And I noticed that I can do that with everything. So if I'm afraid to get up and speak in public 
instead of me thinking about me yeah. <laughs> and this limited part of me spread out in my power the bigness of me mm -hmm. and go from there. I like that too, um, the pouring onto love of everything, pouring love onto everything because like you said, like something as simple as even like a fear of water, it you started naming all the things that you like about water, and I started thinking to myself, like, oh, that suddenly don't sound like a bad experience. <laughs> so I can see how that's definitely beneficial, and it removes that. And I could, and when you put it like that, also see how fear is also the absence of love. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because uh, you know, most Americans are dog lovers. And I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so dogs know this. <laughs> and so it just seems like they want to eat me all the time. And so I feel afraid of dogs. You know, so when dogs come, I'm just like, <laughs> he's going to eat me. <laughs> and so but I've learned to start sending the dog loving energy. And so that has been a game changer. I actually was on the elevator today with a dog. Okay. And he was kind of cool too because you know how people look at the um, thing on the elevator, like the floors, where the mm -hmm. floor. He was looking up at the thing, like, is this my floor? <laughs> <laughs> he just watched it. I was just like, shake him out. <laughs> he must know what floor he lives on, but. <laughs> that man just wants to go home. Yeah, he just wants to go home. That's all. But you know, normally I would be like, don't bite me, dog. <laughs> I, probably, I bet you would have turned his hand. Mm. Mm. You <laughs> but I was able to be like, oh, what a beautiful dog. And oh, he's so perceptive. And, you know, I started, you know, I was like thinking beautiful things about the dog instead of thinking, please don't eat me. <laughs> I guess I got a question for you on that. So was it like anything that you practiced to get to that point of doing that? Or was it something that you just started, the minute you started feeling a fear, you would immediately like, all right, well, let me try this now. Let me send it to my love. Or was it like a, some, uh, I guess I'm asking, was it any project that you did to kind of like build up that repetition of that? So I really can't pinpoint like, okay, this is when I remember to do this or when I started doing it. But what I do know is just in general, I practice sending out my loving energy. That's my practice. Um, and so when I'm in that space, the only time I'm even, not the only time, but the majority of the times when I'm in a space of judging something as good or bad, right or wrong, is when other people come in and they start saying, Man, you know, they shouldn't even be doing that or, you know, whatever. And, and so it causes me to shift into, oh, what what they doing? But typically, when I say typically, I'm going to say maybe 70% of the time, <laughs> I'm in a space of where I'm just radiating my love. Now, sometimes things will jolt me into fear. And when that happens, I contract mm -hmm. and I go into the, the fear mode. And then I'll remember, expand. And so that's the practice, okay. is to remember to expand. And um, I have a really interesting um, past two or three weeks where I've just come into some 
just wonderful stuff that I can't wait to share with you guys. Um, but yeah, it's just remembering in the moment to expand. Uh, far as me, uh, just like fear, my biggest thing, so it just helps me out a lot. It's just uh, what I'm telling myself in the inside, like the chat. Because just like you said with dogs, you, your main thing is don't eat. <laughs> right? <laughs> so my, my thinking is like, you know, um, when the fear comes, just telling myself, like, you got this. What is it that you need to do to, you know, to know what you need to know on X, Y, Z, whatever it may be. Just watching what I tell myself because anytime that I have a fear of something, it's very, very, I can just go into a shell real quick and it's like, all right, now I'm in a space of limitation. You know, so I try to remind myself all the time, hey, you got this. What is it that you need to do to get around this? <laughs> Let's figure this out real quick. So that works for me. So are there any things that you guys, um, so, so I made the comment earlier that a lot of times when I've been afraid of things, I don't even admit it to myself. I'll just be like, oh, I don't want to do that. So are there any fears that you guys have that you haven't even maybe admitted to yourself that that's a fear? Um, you haven't taken these steps, but the, the real reason that you haven't taken them is because you're scared. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, mine. I would say honestly, is being on stage. <laughs> I, an audience with a bunch of people because it's so easy. I can talk to you, guys, mm -hmm. but you put a hundred some people in front of me. <laughs> like you said, I'm, I'm gonna sit back and be like, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> sweating and everything. So. You know, I think uh, that's my that's my biggest fear, but I, baby, baby, baby steps. <laughs> Just taking baby, baby, baby steps. So you know, reading up on what is it that I can do. You know, how to present myself and uh, so forth. Just try to make myself better at that, and eventually getting to that point as to where I'm like, okay, I'm comfortable. I'm outside the shell now. I have nothing to be scared of. I'm about to go out here. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's something that uh, I have a fear of, but I, I'm getting there. <laughs> One is actually driving like a bigger truck. I'm telling you, it's something about, okay, you know what it is? I, I know exactly what it is, actually. It's, when I see the truck is a certain size, I feel like, oh man, I don't feel like I can control that monster little truck. So I was like, all right, you know, I'm like, well, I never want to drive a truck though. So I don't have to worry about it because I don't have to drive a truck. That and riding a bike is also another one. It's um, one that I tried to learn how to ride a bike early in life and I kept falling off. So I think it's like a fear now, but it's like, now I tell myself, yeah, it's 2021. What am I riding a bike for? <laughs> have a car. Yeah, I get a car. What do I need a bike for? It's a car. They got motors, scooters, a million different ways to get through. But I think riding a bike is also another one. Yeah, so this this topic is really interesting for me, um, talking about fear. Um, you know, like I say, in my past, I have never let being afraid, well, I'm not going to say never, I rarely let being afraid stop me. Like, I've always been courageous. And there was some song by Pink, and uh, I just remember some of the words was like, um, where there's a fire, 
you're likely to mm. get burned. I can't remember the song. Oh well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but basically, she's like, you know, things. If, if it looks scary, it could be. Right. You could run in and get burned, but just because it burns doesn't mean you're gonna die. Mm -hmm. You know, so you might get on stage and freeze, mm -hmm. but then. You're gonna walk off the stage and you're still gonna be alive. Like, you're not gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. And that's kind of, that was kind of my thing. Like, um, I can do this thing because even if it gets screwed up, mm -hmm. I'm still gonna be alive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'll be able to get, I'll be able to work my um, ego through mm -hmm. whatever the thing is. But yeah, so thank you guys for joining me on this conversation and hopefully um, you all can remember to think about being fearless and offering your love to situations and watch how it transforms your life. All right. Until next time, this is Arvette. This is Steven. Okay.